What is up? I am Evan Lovett, and welcome to my new podcast, In a Minute with Evan Lovett. This is an Odyssey original brought to you by my company, In a Minute Media, coming to you live from my studio in the heart of my favorite city in the world, Los Angeles, California. Let's get into it. Yo, what is up? This is episode number 15. I was looking at the archives today, and honestly, we are building something special here at In A Minute with Evan Lovett. So thank you for being here with me in the IM studios here in the heart of Los Angeles. This is going to be a hot episode. Here's the rundown. We're starting with something that happened in LA this week. Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass announced her proposal, a controversial proposal, to increase the budget of the LA Police Department to over $3 billion for fiscal year 2024. That's 27% of the entire budget of the city of Los Angeles. Wow. I have thoughts on this one, and I'm sure you do as well. We're going to dive deep on the budget and a little history of the LAPD to boot. And I'm going to build out a theme here. We're going from police to something adjacent in the, if you're going to do one thing in LA this week, do this. We know Los Angeles is the donut capital of the world. So if you're going to enjoy a donut, grab a maple bar at the place that started it all. It is the first true donut chain. And of course, you know that chain started in Los Angeles. This place once had over a thousand locations, hundreds in LA. Now there's only 20 in the LA city limits and they're still making them the old fashioned way. And it's a good place to go. All right, my friends, let's get into it. So something that happened in L.A. this week. Mayor Karen Bass released her proposed $11.8 billion budget for the city of Los Angeles for fiscal year 2024. And in that budget, the city's total police costs, not just salaries and equipment, but other costs like pensions and health benefits, is going to be $3.15 billion for one year. That's 26.8% of the overall budget. That is a staggering number. 27 cents out of every dollar or more than one out of every $4 in our city budget is going to go to the LAPD. Now, that is for 9,103 officers with plans to hire 1,000 more. And this is the third largest law enforcement agency in the United States. All told, there's 13,849 sworn and civilian employees. But one out of every $4 from the city goes to policing. In this city that I love, which granted is a city of many problems, but a city that I love, one out of every $4 is going to the LAPD. That is a ton. By way of comparison... New York City, which has 36,000 active officers, four times as many as L.A., 36,000. New York City somehow only spends a grand total of 6% of its budget on police. And that's the largest police department in the country. What about a couple other cities? San Diego spends 13% of its budget on police. San Francisco, 6%. Washington, D.C., 5%. And our LAPD police chief, Michael Moore, argues that it's not enough. 
He's vehemently told the LA Times in multiple interviews that the city should be spending more. And now in Karen Bass's budget proposal, her quote, I believe that living in a safe neighborhood is the right of every Angelino. Now that is a good sentiment for sure. But does it really require more than $3 billion in the next fiscal year? I mean, I like to feel safe. I like to feel protected. And I do like to know that if there is a problem, there's somebody I could call that will reliably come out and try to take care of it. And this budget increase comes after concerns about the years-long decline of the number of LAPD officers. LAPD has lost nearly 1,000 officers, active officers, since 2019. And the turnover is more than they've been able to hire each year. So they need the money to hire new officers, but I really want to dive into this budget, especially knowing how, as I discussed in episode three of In a Minute with Evan Lovett, Police weren't even allowed to arrest somebody breaking and entering on my street who had trespassed on six different properties on video. And knowing that these same police took an hour and 41 minutes to arrive after I called 911 because there was somebody barricaded in my bathroom at work. And now I know the police don't have authority over a lot of situations, specifically the homeless, nonviolent crimes, things like that have definitely changed. And the homeless is another issue chomping up a huge portion of the LA city budget. I'll get into that. But I know crime is at an alarmingly high rate. So what the hell? What is this money for? Where is it going? But first, I want to back up a second and talk about how we got to this point. The Los Angeles Police Department was formed in 1869. Now, at the time, L.A. was known for its violence, gambling, vice, and the lack of effective civil law enforcement. At this point, 1860s, 1870s, Los Angeles had the highest murder rate in the United States. The countryside was literally infested with bandits, okay? Most men were armed with pistols and knives, and lynching was the method used to dispose of lawbreakers. Courts were far and few between, and at that, they were ineffective. So Los Angeles, which was a new city, 1851, created its first paid police force in 1869. Six officers were hired to serve under the city marshal, William C. Warren. Now, appropriately enough, For the times, Warren was actually shot by one of those deputies in 1870 in a quarrel over a reward. So Warren was replaced by a saloon owner. Again, how appropriate for the wild, wild west. Emile Harris, who was the second of 15 police chiefs over the next 13 years. And these are the humble beginnings of the LAPD. But there were bright spots. In 1910, the LAPD promoted the first sworn female police officer with full powers in the entire United States. And by 1916, L.A. was also the first city to have an African-American female police officer. So things were definitely looking up for the LAPD. And this is interesting. The LAPD by the 40s and 50s was known as, and this is a direct quote, you can look this up, 
the world's greatest police department, most notably for its stringent background checks prior to hiring. It was so great or considered so great that it was immortalized in the TV show Dragnet. But the thing is, beneath the surface, as we all know, racial tension was a real narrative. We had the Watts riots, the gang wars between the Bloods and the Crips, Daryl Gates, Rodney King, OJ, the North Hollywood shootout, Rampart. So today, the LAPD's reputation is a little bit battered and bruised. And the mass movement to defund the police led to not just a backlash of citizens against LAPD, but elected officials. Our city controller and a couple council people, to name a few, were outwardly anti-LAPD. And though Chief Michael Moore has been involved in a number of scandals, they're mostly minor. But this adds up. And a recent Loyola Marymount study about LAPD, 52% of LA residents surveyed said they would want to reallocate money from the department's budget into other programs. During the height of the defund movement, Former Mayor Eric Garcetti tried to reallocate $150 million from the LAPD budget into other programs. And that didn't happen because of the numbers. And I'll tell you about the numbers. The numbers I want to look at are violent crimes. For me, this is why, in my opinion, I think this is the greatest need, why we need police the most is prevention thereof, right? So in 2022, there were 378 homicides in Los Angeles, which is down from 2021, which was the largest total since 2006. Okay, so you're looking a 15 year lull that spiked in 2021 and stayed high in 2022. So far in 2023, there were 122 homicides through the end of April. And robberies are up. Burglaries are up. Home invasions are still prevalent. Follow home robberies, property crime, vehicle thefts, up, up, up. So what's all included in this next fiscal year budget, the $3 billion for the police? Hopefully it's some dollars to prevent this this crime spree that's been going on. But it is important to note that pension and health benefits comprise a huge chunk of that budget, about 40%, in fact. And another large chunk, $105 million, is contractual obligations for salaries, cost of living adjustments, etc. So that stuff is, is firm. That's written in stone. And hiring 780 new officers is the goal for next year. Buying two new helicopters... A $50 million increase in overtime pay, $80,000 in cell phones for shadow teams, and $30,000 for snacks while working during protests, okay? And those, those are minor, but they are line items in the budget. And a notable part of this increase is $10.7 million for hiring bonuses for both sworn and civilian officers. Why? The department is currently staffed, again, with 9,000 plus officers, but they anticipate a loss of 600 officers this fiscal year. So that 780, if they are able to reach that goal of hiring that many, it'll barely cover the officers leaving the department. So the department needs to encourage, needs to incentivize people to want to sign up. And that's where those bonuses come in. And that, that to me, stood out. 
especially knowing that the department has struggled to hire diverse officers, especially black officers. So some of that's going to be money for recruitment spent on initiatives such as travel to HBCUs, historical black colleges and military bases in the South to try to recruit and relocate those potential officers. In an open letter that Karen Bass submitted alongside her budget proposal, she stated that public safety means different things to different neighborhoods and her community plan is tailored to the unique needs of communities in Los Angeles. Now, people say that on the other side, opponents say that the problem is law enforcement doesn't actually address the root causes of why harm happens in our communities. And the argument is that creating a better outreach program would be more effective at linking people to services that they need. And one quote from the opposition side said, law enforcement doesn't prevent harm. Law enforcement is called when things have already happened. Now I mentioned that. I want somebody to call if somebody happens. That is true. But I think that there's also a deterrent factor that's very important, seeing those black and whites rolling. I know in different neighborhoods, that is a hot button issue. I get that. My dad used to always say, and this is going back to the 50s and 60s and 70s, he said police it would have been a better relationship if they were just patrolling the neighborhoods and you had your local officers that would shake hands and play ball with the kids and be kind of uh, inspirational community figures. But we don't really see that in Los Angeles. That's not what happened. But that that's the opposition side. And by way of comparison, the fire department and public works are the only other city departments budgeted for more than a billion dollars. Those are at 1.2 for the fire department and 1.67 for public works. Far behind the LAPD. Now, a new one that cracked the billion-dollar mark of the $11.8 billion budget is homelessness. For the first time, that's over a billion dollars. $1.3 billion of that budget. In my opinion, deserved. It's an issue that we do need to deal with, but that's for a different episode. But sanitation, parks and rec, libraries, street services engineering, building and safety are all well behind the LAPD and the new budget. So tell me what you think of the budget and the fact that one out of every $4, 27% will be going to the LAPD. Does it make you feel safer? Does it make you outraged? Leave comments, leave DMs. You can bet I'm going to put up some posts and stories about this one. Now, if you're going to do one thing in LA this week, do this. Go to Winchell's Donuts. Before Randy's. Before Krispy Kreme. Before Dunkin'. Before Ted Noy the Donut King. There was Winchell's. And Los Angeles now has 1,600 donut shops. We are the donut capital of the world. And we owe it all to Winchell's. Formerly known as Winchell's Donut House. Now... My dad used to take me to Winchell's every Friday morning before school when I was in elementary. I'd get two donuts, usually a maple bar and a sprinkle donut, and a chocolate milk. How's that for starting your day off on the right foot? But I loved it. And this was the 80s. And it seemed like Winchell's were all over the place. Because they were. There were over a thousand Winchell's, hundreds in Los Angeles. You remember them? They were like the yellow brick buildings, like brown roof, like Winchell's. But now they're not. They're hard to find. 
If you look hard enough, you can find one. There's still 21 in LA and the donuts are good. Winchell's pioneered the Winchell's dozen. They made the apple fritter famous. And that Winchell's dozen, which won up the baker's dozen, includes 14 donuts. And this wouldn't be in a minute without an origin story. And this is a good one. So the first Winchell's Donut House opened October 8th, 1948 in Temple City, California by Vern Winchell. Vern Winchell was a 33-year-old who had recently closed two other businesses he tried to start. Get this. Winchell's Music, where he was selling jukeboxes. And then he pivoted from there to Winchell's Used Motor Cars. Now, the motor cars light bulb went off. Again, it's the 1940s. He had originally planned to drive in hamburger stand. But somebody across the street beat him to the punch. So again, he pivoted and he opened a drive-in donut and coffee shop instead. He charged people 10 cents for coffee. Donuts were a nickel. But his genius was allowing customers to watch the donuts being made. We still do this outside of Krispy Kremes, people. This is 1948. This was the first of its kind. And the concept was successful. By 1949, Vern Winchell had two additional restaurants, Huntington Park and Southgate. This is L.A., baby. But he really had a breakthrough when he opened up his fourth location. It was a new type of donut shop. This was in Redondo Beach. He decided to have a coffee room just for people to sip their coffee and dunk their donuts. Seats, tables, so basic now. Again, first of its kind. This was the match that lit the Winchell's flame. By 1961, Winchell began franchising. They were ordering, opening 40 new stores per year. They expanded to Arizona, Colorado. By 1968, they had 255 locations. And Winchell's merged with Denny's. Think about that. Winchell's, this wasn't a takeover. This was on par. Winchell's and Denny's. We're peers. Maybe Winchell's was even bigger and more powerful because Vern Winchell was considered such a visionary, visionary that they named him the CEO of Denny's after the merger. And under Vern Winchell's leadership, both chains expanded dramatically. Winchell's grew to a thousand units. They expanded to Japan, Spain, Holland, Korea, the Philippines. In the mid-70s, Winchell's revenues were $200 million per year for donuts that start in Los Angeles. So what happened? This is a powerhouse. How the, wh Where's the Winchell's decline? Well, 1980, Vern Winchell left and the decline started. I don't know if it's a management issue, but I do know the fast food breakfast was eating into the donut market. People were beginning to be health conscious. And now while I was still eating two donuts every Friday morning, two Winchell's donuts every Friday morning, the fortunes of Winchell's Donut House continued to deteriorate. Dunkin' Donuts sewed up the East Coast market. Winchell's closed almost half their stores. They were down to 600 locations by 1984. And then the late 80s, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut ended up buying half of the remaining Winchell's. But even then, new competitors 
Starbucks and gourmet coffee shops, grocery store bakeries, even Krispy Kreme just kept knocking down every Winchell's attempt at a rebound. And then finally in 2004, there were 178 Winchell's left. Yum yum. Finally bought them all. Now they converted many of them to yum yums. And the Winchell's that did remain were sold off piecemeal. Some changed the signage. You'll see it now. Some changed the name. But others kept the Winchell's moniker and the recipes and the Winchell's dozen with 14 donuts. So when you do find a Winchell's, try that apple fritter. It's still the best in business for my money. It's a piece of Los Angeles history. And it's what started LA off on the path to being the donut capital of the world. And that is what you're going to do this week. And that is our show. Cops and Donuts together again. Thank you for listening to another episode of In a Minute with Evan Lovett. Please give me that five-star rating. Please write that review. It takes 15 seconds. It is so helpful, and I really do appreciate it. Send me DMs. I answer any and all DMs. Appreciate the support. Much love to everybody. Have an awesome week. All right, y'all. It's been a minute. 